Well, we're back, and we tried to be back a little bit earlier, but let's see. Yeah, I had a little bit of internet problems on Todd's part. <laughs> Should we blame Comcast again, or? Well, they were up, if they were doing updates and it was actually updating their system to make it for the better, then we want to go yay. Yeah. If it was... Well, so far I haven't had any issues. Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. I mean, apparently it happened when we did the gin lounge as well. But... Where our breeding got cut off. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, and that's as bad as we're all three on Comcast. So, yeah. <laughs> but today's show, we got um, my husband Brandon setting in, and since he's been through Resident Evil Five, how many times? Um, this will be the sixth time. Yeah. That I'm on right now. How how close are you to getting all the achievements? Uh, I still got about 13 more to go. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Very. Especially considering I'm only going through it my second time. <laughs> One that's got me thrown off at the moment, though, um, is for collecting all the weapons. And as far as I can tell, I've unlocked every weapon, and I own all of them, including the grenades and the proximity bombs and everything. Yet I still don't have the achievement, so something tells me that by playing through on veteran mode now, or possibly uh, once I play through on veteran and unlock the next difficulty level, once I play through on that, perhaps there'll be a few more weapons to unlock. I'm not sure. Um, But I currently have all but two of the unlocked weapons completely upgraded. Man. It's crazy. And about yeah, spend way too much time. <laughs> yeah, about six of them I have infinite ammo with also. Uh, yeah, because the only thing I got with infinite ammo is just one pistol. So I still got a long way to go. <laughs> Not to mention only three emblems. <clears throat> I've, got, oh, wow. I've got all those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've just started playing a little bit of it, but my Resident Evil playing has been halted. Yeah, just got reviews to do that's a that's what i try to tell people like reviewing is not all it's cracked up to be because sometimes you you know you don't get to play what you want to play you got to play what you got to review and mm-hmm. you know vice versa sometimes you get the game you've just been dying to get a hold of and you just happen to ha- write a review for it too it's like right. oh twist my arm please yeah <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you get those quick deadlines. For instance, my Resident Evil review it's supposed to be it should be up by the time this gets posted, but I didn't really have much time to to write it with my job and all. I finally got back to getting hours, and uh, so I had to write something real quick. I mean, you two helped me out a lot with that. Thanks so much. Oh, no problem. I mean, uh, we had a little more time to put in on it and stuff. Yeah. It's just a. Uh, it's was a very it's a pretty long game. I mean, mm-hmm. if you really want to dive in and find everything. Yeah, if you want to get everything in it, it it would definitely be at least a 20-hour trek through the whole game. Um I can run through most of the levels in it in less than 20 minutes. Um but there's a few of them that actually take a little bit longer than that longer than that once you get further into the game. Yeah, I think I average about 20, 25 minutes per each stage. Uh, but you know me, I mean, I'm one that goes right through for the story. I don't really care about getting yeah. all the extras. 
Um, up in, even grabbing the extras up until about chapter three, I can hit every level in about 12 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, too, Brandon, you rode a strategy guide on the first Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> when, it came, when it came out, yeah, he, he got so mad with the strategy guides that were being published, and at that time, there wasn't that many. You know, there was just, like, two, I think, and it... it I wrote a strategy guide for it where you could beat it, um, and this, this was a strategy guide not collecting all the extras and everything, which, at that time, there wasn't a lot of hidden things in the game. There wasn't achievements... And yeah, it was back on old PS1. <laughs> Easter eggs and things like that to grab. So, um, but in my guide, you could, if you used my guide and followed it to the T, you could probably beat the game in less than three hours. Yeah. Well, I started off late with Resident Evil because I played it on Saturn. And it, when I got it at that time, I was like, what was the big deal? And everywhere I went, every time I went to the store, it's like, do you have this so and so for Resident Evil? Do you have that for Resident Evil? I was like, shut up. Actually, I hadn't played video games for years, and one of my friends got the first Resident Evil on PlayStation, and he freaked out about it and told me about it. I went over to his house, played it for a little bit, and then went back to my house, packed some clothes, Yeah, we went came back, back to his yeah. house, and spent like the next three days just playing that game. All I remember when I first saw it was that crappy intro. You know, at the time, that was so cool. <laughs> I mean, just like, saw wow, one part. they got real actors. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I saw one part where Chris was like, no, don't go. And I see <laughs> in the background like, don't blame us on our acting sucks. <laughs> I mean, basically, that was my first MST riff in a game. Yeah, well, that. nowadays, it's when they get real actors, it's like, oh, wow, what a cop out. They just didn't want to do any CGI cut scenes. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> different again like i said i was really torn when you showed me hey look at this you know this, this is the actual opening to the original resident evil I, and i saw it i was like wow <laughs> yeah but you know the strange part was though after i sent that to you i looked at the gamecube intro uh-huh. it just wasn't the same like that no don't go scene the uh-huh. dialogue was changed like wait brad where the hell's he going it wasn't as good maybe it's the cheesiness factor that made the first one so good so hilarious as a game in its entirety, it wasn't really scary. I mean, it had that boo factor. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, it did. It was. Uh, I mean, you got to admit at the time it was kind of a revolutionary game. I mean, it changed the whole idea of of a survival horror shooter genre. I mean, that game spawned a genre, basically. Mm-hmm. So you got to give them kudos for that. And yeah. Even though Resident Evil 5 has its quirks and, and downfalls, hmm. it's still, you got to look at from where they started and where they are now. I mean, that game is, you know, it's... It's still got still got those issues. Like, for one thing, when you're aiming your gun, why do you have to stand in place? That, yeah. that really would be the only, only drawback to it. I mean, honestly, after playing all the other versions of the game and um, just playing a lot of games in general, it doesn't really bother me. I just see that as a different style of play. But I do see a lot of other people's points, too, um, You know, especially considering, like, for the Xbox 360, most people who play the Xbox 360 are shooter fans. The mm-hmm. Xbox 360 is a shooter platform. Me. Um, and in every every other shooter, you can move while you're shooting, and it would really be handy if you could, if, if nothing else, 
just backpedal while you're shooting. Yeah, I it mean, was even worse when I was up against the wall. Literally, I was stuck at that exact same spot. I can slide across the wall to get a get a better view of who I'm shooting at. Yeah, yeah. Um, that didn't really bother me too bad either. I would just get up and move to another spot and then get back up against the wall again. Or uh, let my partner take care of it. If I, uh, mainly if I was playing with a human partner. There you go. I was about ready to bring that up. Because <laughs> if mine, all Sheva would do is pull out that darn stun rod of hers. I literally had – I was like a mother taking a binky from a baby. Yeah, but that stun rod's a great, a great uh, item for conserving ammunition. Uh, I understand that, but I mean – And it does you gotta, you kill to go out of her way. Our way to kill everyone. Yeah, you got you got to be close. It's got to be a melee. I mean, you might as well, you know, you got to be in knife range to use it, mm-hmm. more or less. But it was kind of it's. I think it was thrown in there more as something just to change up the gameplay, and not really meant for you to give it off to the AI partner. Maybe more as something for you to handle yourself to conserve ammunition. Because I've noticed, um, and I've I've read this in articles and heard a lot of other people talk about it. Like it doesn't seem it doesn't matter what weapons you give your AI par- partner, uh, she or he, whichever character you're playing as, always tends to use the weakest weapon. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do like about that also is that allows you personally to get more of the kills, which gives you a higher rating on the level. You score more bonus points. I, I still say, you know, eight years or whatever they're saying that the next Resident Evil is going to come out. Resident Evil 6 should have an achievement that is you can run, shoot, and chew bubblegum at the same time. Like I, I think I think definitely, if especially if they take eight years, I really hope that that's more of a rumor because I would like to see another one come out sooner than that. I think eight years is an awfully long time for a game to go through development, and as much money as that franchise brings the company, um, it, I would think it would be in their best interest if if they could to spit one out every year. But yeah, then you even, get that rush factor, like even some if, other company. Even if, or or at least every two years. Um, but if even if they did that, I would I would have to see, especially with the outcries of needing to move and shoot at the same time. I right. definitely think that should be implemented in the next version. But what I would really more than anything like to see in the next version, what's that? Would be the dialogue choices, like you saw in other games, like. Fallout, Mass Effect, uh, Bioshock, where the choices you make uh, affect the outcome of the story and um, the way that things happen. Uh, It'd be really cool, like on a Bioshock level, where you could get like three possible endings. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That would didn't, didn't really... the original Resident Evil have multiple endings though? Actually, no. no. If it did, I never unlocked a multiple ending. But as far as I can remember, and if I'm wrong here, I apologize because it has been like 12, years. 13 years since <laughs> I played that game. The only possible ending was uh, you had to just like dodge the tyrant for like 10 minutes. And finally somebody drops a rocket launcher out of the chopper. And it didn't matter if you were pointing a rocket launcher in the general direction of the tyrant or not, just as long as you got the shot off. And it went to a cutscene and killed the tyrant. And that was basically it. Yeah, because I could have sworn uh, after I sent Kelly that clip of the uh, uncensored intro, I thought I saw 
alternate endings to the first Resident Evil. They may have they may have done that because if you remember, they re-released it like several times, like did remixes of the game. Right. Um, and they may have added extra endings in on that, but I, I'm pretty sure on the original version um, that there was only the one ending. I'd have to check. They were they did good. I think they're gonna see a definite sale. I mean, they're gonna make money basically is what I'm trying to get to on that release. And anytime a game company makes money, you don't really see the franchise die. Yeah, I already know they shipped four million units. Yeah, it's it, and of course Japan got it earlier. They're getting everything earlier. Still haven't got the versus mode yet. Mm. I think it would be insane if they didn't bring out another another game in the franchise. Uh, it's one of those franchises. I mean, it's it might as well be John Madden football. You know, I mean, yeah. it should be a perennial thing. But that's the same company, same team, and everything that does Lost Planet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they're the same ones. I knew Todd would be the one to back me up on that. They did they did the first Lost Planet and they're doing the second. So they've not only created Resident Evil Five, they've also got a second Lost Planet yeah, that's getting ready to come up. Yeah, that's getting ready that's to come out. And I wasn't too big of a fan of the first one, but I, I enjoyed will check the out first the second. One, but it wasn't one of those games that I would play over and over. Like, yeah, I I lost interest of it halfway. I got bloody lost a lot. I needed Tom Tom for Lost Planet. Yeah, I'm like it's all white. It's mm-hmm. a big sea of white. Where I go? That's why I got this new setting on this. It was a little frustrating sometimes, mainly like when you got into the caverns and stuff on that game. It got a little bit frustrating. Um, but other than that, for the most part, it, it really wasn't a bad game. Is it is definitely a pretty game. That's one thing you do have to give Capcom kudos for. Is I mean their graphics are, from what I've seen, always top notch. Oh yeah, especially considering it's an early, uh, probably second generation 360 title. Yeah, because I remember seeing that at E3, and um, I was impressed by the demo. Yeah, of course we always have our games that are really nice on the graphics, really pretty, but they just they suck on the gameplay. Hmm. And that would have been my last review, which is Watchmen, which will be posted. Well, maybe posted by the time this is, comes up, so I don't know exactly what our editor had planned for time-wise on it. And as a longtime comic book fan, I would have to say I had a lot of issues with the Watchmen. Yeah. Not just as a video game. <laughs> yeah. The whole character. It's the one thing he's like, you heard the movie about the Watchmen was coming out and you're going, what? And the reason everybody was going, what? Was it was a DC release, but it only ran 12 issues long and then went graphic novel and, poof, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then the creator went on to do that V for uh, Vendetta. Vendetta. Yeah. And... It literally, I'm sorry, but as for a group of superheroes, isn't it kind of a good idea? It almost for... reminds you of, did you ever watch that cartoon show, The Tick? Oh, yeah. 
like all of the just like ridiculously stupid superheroes that were kind of outcasts and stuff. That's kind of what the what the Watchmen is like if you really think about it. Because there's wow. only only one of them actually has a superpower, and he runs around naked all the time. And that number oh, one, yeah, I, saw I do that. not even I, I do not even understand the the concept of him running around naked. Because number one, if it was a female, people would be going nuts about her running around naked. So, and yeah, if I remember correctly, when they had a magazine column with him on the cover, they actually had to put a crotch plate on him. Yeah, and that's just I don't understand that he's a superhero, so he doesn't ever get arrested for public indecency. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> and. I mean, I got so many issues with their characters. Like, basically, I feel like that that Stanley got ripped off. I, I, if I was Stanley, I would be like having a fit over these characters. Number one, Rorschach is obviously like a poor man's Wolverine without the claws. Okay, I mean, he's the little guy who can fight real good. But what it really is his superpower? I mean, he was a cop who got tired of the crime in the city and everything, so he decided to throw a paper bag over his head and go around beating people up. And so how does that explain the constantly shifting pattern on his face if he doesn't actually have a power that would affect that pattern to make it shift constantly? That kind of throws me off unless I'm missing something and his bag over his head is a magic bag that gives him powers or something. I mean, it's almost like he's the, he's the Mormon you know, character or something. <laughs> oh, um, you know, it's like, hey, check out, check out my magic hat or whatever. I don't know. And, and the constantly shifting pattern on his face, too. I almost feel like that's a cop-out because it, it seems to me almost like the artist was like, wow, I can't draw that same pattern twice. So, hmm, this will just constantly shift. <laughs> that's coming from an artist's point of view. And a lot of people will be like, oh, what does he know? Well, he's actually formulating a comic book right now. And it's uh, it's like, okay, let me show you some of his stills. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? When he makes anybody with a, you know, as a superhero type character, John, though, have you ever made a superhero? I honestly true? do not get into the whole spandex wearing superhero type uh, comic anymore. Now, when I was younger, I did. I was a huge X-Men fan and still like the X-Men and everything, but that's, as far as personally, that's not what I like to draw. I go I go more on the realistic side, and I like to do more medieval fantasy type things. But, now getting back to the Watchmen, okay, because I've got to get this out. Night Owl, okay. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that character already in DC, and doesn't he go by the name of Batman? Um, mm. and number two, his costume, although very Batman-like, also looks very, very similar to a Marvel character created, uh, if I'm not mistaken, by Stan Lee, who was an, uh, the character was an Avenger named Hawkeye, who was, like, uh, basically your modern-day Robin Hood. He was, a ex like, really great with a bow and arrow and everything. And if you ever look at a Hawkeye comic, look at Hawkeye's original costume, and then look at Night Owl's costume. It even goes so far as the color scheme is the same. Really? Yeah, and and once again, there's another superhero who doesn't have a superpower. He is smart. He, he, just, uh... just, he just has a bunch of gadgets and runs around beating people up in his grandma's tights. <laughs> okay? hey, again, another Batman complex. 
That's what I'm saying, dude. It, it is just the most generic. And what's the chick's superpower? I mean, somebody explain this to me. What is her superpower? What does she She's do? Hot. Other, what does she do other than run around <laughs> with the big blue naked guy who looks like a silver surfer ripoff? That that true. That when I saw that first time, I was like, "What?" And the one and the and the one hero who gets killed at the very beginning of the movie and and at the very beginning of the comic book that sparks this whole, "Oh, someone's knocking off superheroes." Well, number one, he's not knocking off superheroes. He's knocking off vigilantes. They're not superheroes if they don't have superpowers. Okay, true. <laughs> that guy looks like a Doctor Strange ripoff. Okay. Oh, and yeah. these these characters were all created right around um, the year of 1987, if I'm not mistaken. And all of the characters that I've mentioned that they're ripping off were created decades before that. So what it seems to me is like somebody in DC was like, wow, Marvel's kicking our hind ends. We need to do what they're doing. So they figured out a cheap way to rip them off. And maybe 15 people, I don't know, because to be honest with you, I had a comic book collection of over 6,000 comics. And I collected DC a little bit because I don't really get into their um, Sunday Funnies style of artwork. Um, (laughs) I really think their artwork is at the very bottom of the comic book universe. It's just my opinion. Um, I collected uh, uh, mostly Marvel, Image, uh, and a lot of Independence. But I had over 6,000 issues and had some very valuable comics in in my collection and have a pretty extensive knowledge of comic books as well. And never heard of The Watchmen until the movie came out. So who in the world is, is this huge fan base that they're claiming to have? I mean, it's like, what is it? One guy who blogs like three thousand times a day, or I don't, I don't get it. Who are these people who are the big Watchmen fanatics? I don't know any of them. I, I can say just from being at the big comic book stores and stuff that we've been in in Columbus and stuff, I, I that was something you I never ran across. I, I mean, I would like dig through the stacks and stuff and check check for things and just see what I could find and. I don't remember ever coming across yeah, anything. I mean, it's really, it, see, it seems more like uh, a, an obscure title that um, somebody probably snatched up for a small amount of money and then hyped to try to get people to come and see the movie. And we see how that's working out right now. Okay. Yeah. You got what, a $100 million budget and it's grossed a little over $40 million so far? No, it's grossed a cumulative gross. The last point I had was $98 million. Okay. So now they're almost breaking the, even. Yeah. They're going to break even, but I don't think, well, probably when you calculate DVD sales and all the residuals off of that, then they'll make money, but they are not going to come even close to making no, like, Iron Man money. Uh, yeah, or something. And, and just wait till the Wolverine movie comes out. Oh, gosh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. That's going to be good. It's close to his birthday, so yeah, it, that's going to be his birthday. Yeah, it comes out two days before my birthday. Uh, <laughs> I'm not missing that movie. No, right. he's a big Wolverine fan. Right. Now you know what, if uh, Gonna talk anything about the Watchmen? I was like, I gotta get my husband on this. <laughs> no, but I should have to mention again that his views do not represent <laughs> myself or Kelly or anyway well, Game Industry News, yeah. No Board Press Enterprises, any of them. Well, yeah. yeah well, not, if any fanboys want to send any heat to us, it's got to come to you. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, they can they can send it my way. I I don't mind a bit because I I can argue I can argue he, uh, semantics on comics all day. He would come. I mean, he's a big fan of X Men, but he would come out of the movies going, "What the heck were they doing?" And, and, and just, well, and don't get me wrong, the X Men movies for what they were were excellent movies. Okay, those movies were um they weren't made just for comic book fans. Those movies were made so that everybody could watch it, and those storylines were written as to not be so complicated that the person who doesn't read the comic wouldn't know what was going on. Right, and I can vouch for the first two because I know that one of the screenwriters for that film. Right, right. And and honestly, um, they had really good screenwriters. I can't remember the dude's name. It's Chris something. He he actually uh, did a lot of like the uh, comic book writing, and he wrote a few novels as well. And he's an excellent writer. And... I, I like I say, they were excellent movies for what they were. They were they were put out there, not just for the comic book fans, but for everybody to watch. And and they were really successful because they did that. If they'd stuck to the comic book storylines and all the complications that come along with the X Men storylines, the hardcore comic book fans would absolutely have went crazy over. Them. Yeah, but really. the general public would have came out of the theater scratching their heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And almost like Lord of the Rings. What? They ended the movie like that? And you're like, did you read the damn books? It's a trilogy. Yeah, because right. yeah, I was checking on the uh, screenplay for the first and second X-Men. I know David Hayter worked on them. And, yeah. You know, of course, we know who, what he, what else he did. Mm-hmm. A certain character that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. I mean, I remember when he descri- described X X two when he was, when it was based on the uh, graphic novel God Loves Man Kills. I mean, I I admit I haven't read many comic books when I was a kid, but I do remember that one well. He should have just got Kevin Smith in on it. Oh yeah, I think Kevin, I, I think Kevin Smith is more honestly, he's more of a DC guy. I mean, you can tell that uh, that he like eats and breathes Batman. Yeah. Obviously, blunt man. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and anytime he can reference a comic book, nine times out of ten, Kids, it's Batman. Batman. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. As far yeah. as DC goes, the, the even though Batman does not have a superpower, um, there is a history and an explanation behind Batman's evolution into the hero that he is. <laughs> well, um, even he said it in Kevin Smith's All Out. He said, if you'd have told me that I would have liked the latest X-Men versus Superman Returns, I'd have told you were crazy. Till the movie came out, and then I went, Superman's boring. Superman, X-Men was Superman awesome. turned into an emo kid. What the heck happened? Yeah. He's just, he just <laughs> like, walking around brooding all the time. The coolest thing in the movie was when they shot at him with the Gatling gun. And that right. was like the one scene in the movie that was like, wow. And then the yeah, rest but everything of- else was like, so oh. what? Yeah, the rest of it was a snort. It's like, oh, he had a kid out of wedlock. Whoopee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what uh, what a a surprise. This kid has super strength and can throw a piano across. Yeah, let's see. He got an A in science, but a D in phys ed. Uh, (laughs) Does that give you any ideas? (laughs) And you know what? If I was the kid with superpowers and my parents told me, don't use your superpowers to get ahead, I'd be like, screw you, Mom and Dad. I'm going to be the best football player in the state. I'm going to get an NFL contract by the time I'm 18. And if you guys don't like it, I'm not supporting you. <laughs> Got a point. Sounds <laughs> like a plan. Yeah. Michael Phelps, eight gold medals. Ha, that's nothing. <laughs> you know? I will skid across the top of the water. 
Hey, let me get you off the comic book and let's take a little break and when we come back uh, we'll get a little bit more to the shooters. Popcorn you're eating has been pissed in. Film at 11. He's speaking of shit. Repetitive. 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 Drop off radio. Right, that's a show that you really need to get into. I'd rather listen to John Pesh's shit than that. RT Radio. RT Radio. RT Radio. Podomatic.com. This isn't a f***ing granola eating kumbaya fest. Traumatizing the world. The I know how he's trying to shove the microphone up my ass. What's going to be sick? One download at a time. It's not going to be like, uh, you know, one of the time release deals. RTRadio.Botomatic.com So easy to say that. Oh, I was on the internet. What stupid thing are you going to utter now? Haven't you ever been with a fat chick and realized, hey, this would be so much easier with a pallet jack? Holy Christ, I think I've been over my head here. MySpace.com, RT Radio Show. Tell your friends to download this show. RTRadio.Podomatic.com Dad, after I make my million, I forget who the few people are. I can do nothing but shake my head at this point. Who calls at somebody's house at 2.30 in the morning? You want to do blow off my ass? I have a dream. RTRadio.Podomatic.com Well, we're back, and see, we had Matt Pack that was being tauntingly teased at us that I know me and my husband got. Todd, you didn't get the world at war maps did you no actually uh i traded my copy in when i uh picked up sf4 remember <gasps> heaven forbids no <laughs> i know blasphemer yeah sacrilegious horrible i kept i kept call of duty 4 though hey, yeah and that's the one that i'm would like to get a, a copy of because it ended up a real mess that yeah, you know, my copy ended up getting given to my nephew because he covered the money for Gears of War 2. So I need to get another copy and ugh, just a mess. But anyway, the map hack issue, the, it was so great because the maps released and you go to download them and eh, Xbox Live billing is down. Xbox.com's forums are down. You can't even sign on. Billing and everything went down. How convenient. Yeah. You should expect the PlayStation Store. It was was bad. It was later on that late that night before we were able to get them. It just kind of ticked me off. But anyway, the maps are great. Knee Deep is probably my favorite out of the new maps. I like it with the stations, the long station looking one. I kind of like it. But you only get it with certain game types. And in the new zombies map, I was quite delighted to find that um, there's a wonderful glitch in it. Don't know if they fixed it yet, but it's nice. It's (laughs) extremely difficult. Like, if you thought the first zombies map was hard, oh my god. Because now you, if you got a team of four. It starts you out split split up in teams of two. If you're playing with three people, one person is starting out all alone and you have to gain points to open doors to get to each other to regroup. By that point, oh, you are being swarmed by zombies like level 18 on the first zombies map, and we're talking wave 6 on this map. Oh, man. Yeah, it gets sticky. But one of the nice things is is you can get perks via All the drinks and the soda machines. machines. 
You okay. can uh, turn on electric fences, which basically fry the zombies as they try to come through the door. <laughs> or you, or yourself. yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's only bad thing. Speaking from experience, yeah, Brandon's like he killed me. Well, the first the first <laughs> time I did it, I thought, okay, the switch to turn the electric fences on is outside. Okay, so I think, all right, I can pull the switch and run inside real quick. So I pull the switch, and as soon as I get ready to go through the door, the electricity comes on, and I get fried, and I'm laying there in the door, Dead. basically dying. <laughs> nobody can and nobody, and nobody can get to me to revive me because I'm in an electric current. Mm. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he draws the short straw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how, however, though, you can get a lot more. You can buy a lot bigger variety of weapons. Yeah, off of I did notice that. Stuff this time. Really noticed that. And they added this other little thing to the mystery crate. A teddy bear. What's that? What? A teddy bear that hovers over the mystery crate. If you don't shoot it quick enough, it floats up in the air. And from what I've heard, I haven't actually witnessed this. If you do not shoot the teddy bear before it floats away, the mystery crate explodes and you no longer have a mystery crate. That's getting more and more messed up by the moment. Yeah, yeah. It, it's gotten a lot more complicated on the zombies map. But, you know, that's zombies is a mini game. That's not really what we play it for. Oh, some people play it more than others. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some people are stuck on that, and they don't realize that, you know, we have other things that we have to use our 360s for, <laughs> like exactly. playing a more variety of games. We can't be stuck on Chuck on just the one. Yeah, I literally have to put my online statuses offline, so I'm not being berated by everyone on my friends <laughs> list to come and play something else when I'm playing Resident Evil. I know that feeling. It's like right before we record, I have my 360 on just to test out the pet. And um, all of a sudden, I get five messages saying they want to play SF4 against me. Jeez. I wondered about that. I wonder if you get hit I that hard. I have some Debo playing that quite a bit, by the way. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, I'm just curious about Tekken. It's going to have, I think it's I think it's touting like 40 playable characters. That sounds about right. That's going to be sweet. Because I loved five. I'll have to, have to get my chops back up on it. Back in the day, I was a Tekken champion. Yeah. I was told. Unbeatable. Dude, I actually, to keep my, so my friends wouldn't get tired of playing and would keep playing with me, I would throw matches on purpose. <laughs> like, I wouldn't throw the entire match so they would actually get a win, but I would let them win like a round here and there so that they would think <laughs> they had a chance and would keep playing me. If I knew this last month, I had Tekken Dark Resurrection on my PlayStation 3. We could have went out. Oh, you would have probably destroyed me now. It's been years since I've played that game. I'd look. I'd give you a day or two to warm up. A day or two, and I would probably have the combos down. No, it's like that quality, and well, the one story I guess you were shocked at. The one I was totally not shocked at was the people for the ethical treatment of animals going on with that um, Massachusetts students um, petition about the dog treatment and the depiction of the way dogs are depicted. Okay, that made no sense. Okay, the way the dogs were used in World at War. That was the main gripe that she had was just, you know, hey, rethink that. And, of course, people for Pet is going to jump on that bandwagon, too. Oh, please. That is oh, ridiculous. They are it's... digital dogs. They're not <laughs> even alive. They're well, not funny. real. She sent them an edition of Nintendogs 
desperate to review. <laughs> okay, okay, you want to talk about an unrealistic depiction of a dog? <laughs> um, there you go. Well, no, it's a, one thing is she needed to be taught. The one complaint I had with her is she needed to be taught in history about how the German shepherds were actually used because they cops. were used. Watch, watch an episode of Cops where they follow the canine unit around. That is what that that's what that dog's trained to do, and that honestly is how that dog acts when it attacks you. It's trying to rip you to shreds. Yeah, that's what they were trained. Yeah, but to here, do. this would be the funny part though. Um, if the dog attacked her, do you know what Peter would do? They would. They protect the dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they'll probably throw red paint on her. <laughs> trying to defend herself uh I, I don't know if i can go that far but anyways um, i, I well, think that, i think that's pete is that's so it. pete is so extreme they would do something that's it's certain i'm surprised seg- they haven't gone to game stops and done that it's certain segments though it's not the whole organization as a whole it's certain ones so you got PETA members like you know i was a PETA member for a long time i just didn't i haven't paid my you know, fees and stuff for it, but i i eat meat I mean, you got your vegetarian and your vegan and your the ones that eat meat. I hey. mean, it's just all in it. I believe in the ethical treatment um, of animals to a point, but come on. I'm all, but you're not ethical. you're not one of the real extreme whack job types. No, I mean, like I wouldn't. I'm all for the ethical treatment of animals, but if God didn't want us to eat them, He wouldn't have made them out of meat. That's <laughs> all I've got to say about it. Yeah, agree. <laughs> Yeah, don't have to worry about my husband hunting, though. His idea of hunting is let's go out in the woods and fall asleep. The deer could come and lay down beside him and keep him warm, and he would have no clue. The deer wouldn't come and lay down beside me. According to my dad, I later I rolled around in the leaves and made too much noise while I was asleep. <laughs> Closest thing I'd come to hunting is hitting, hitting a deer with my car, and still the deer would run off. <laughs> A few years ago that happened, I swear I thought the deer was laughing at me. (laughs) We go from the dog issue in World at War to the Modern Warfare 2 trailer with the teddy bear, which links back to the World at War teddy bear on the mystery case. Yeah. That's that's the only tie-in that I can see so far. And honestly, um, looking at those screenshots and the teddy bear that comes out of the mystery case... I mean, I know in most cases a teddy bear is just a teddy, teddy bear, bear, but the actual, like, the way they had its mouth and nose and everything, the stitching and stuff on it, it all looked really similar. So it may have something to do with that. There's probably going to be a Zombies mini game or something uh, tied in with that as well. And I guess you'll be hooked onto it as much. I, I'm not so much into the Zombies, really, uh, especially the, the newer one. Honestly, I was I was really excited about it when I heard about it, but once I played it, like, I eh, was okay. pretty disappointed in it. Yeah. I'm just curious to see how the final product is going to be, because I remember when 4 came out. I'm just looking forward to actually playing a Call of Duty game again with modern weapons. I'm, Although, I'm you know spoiled. What, you know what I'm thinking, though? I'm thinking about just calling it Modern Warfare 2. I'm just one. I mean, I'm curious as if if uh, Infinity Ward's going to have exclusive rights to the Modern Warfare series, while uh, Treyarch will deal primarily with Call of Duty. The one statement that came out is that the Modern Warfare name itself, with that you know, 
was the subtitle of the COD4, it became an entity in its own. It was its own creature. Exactly. Yeah, and, well, yeah, it's the first one that actually had modern warfare. The rest of them are all World War II settings. Mm-hmm. It's the one standout in the series, honestly, if you think about it. And it's the one that's still huge. I mean, it's still absolutely... It, I see friends all the time. That makes me go, ah, why don't I have that anymore? You know, a copy to play because that would be the one that I would grab up and play. And I'll, I'll say right out that, um, like right now, I, I do like World at War a lot. I've been playing the crap out of it, but... I, I have some issues with World at War that definitely were not present in Modern Warfare. Like, in World at War, I've noticed, especially when you're playing, like, multiplayer, the levels are so... Um, cluttered. Just cl- yeah, exactly. Cluttered mm-hmm. with stuff that you, you're playing this soldier who's, you know, you're supposed to be, pardon my French, a badass, Right. And mm-hmm. you can, like, jump out of three-story windows and survive and everything. Yet you can be running along the battlefield, and if there's a cinder block in your path, you don't step over it. You actually get stuck on it and can't move unless you jump over the cinder block or something. And just all these little little just pieces of clutter in the battlefield for you to get hung up on uh, for me causes a major issue. A lot of times that is a direct result of a death. You know, I get hung up and get out of the way of somebody shooting at me because there's, uh, you know, an eight inch cinder block, uh, in front of my foot that my soldier can't step over. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. But the one thing is we got to look at the trailer and the trailer was intentionally had a lot of little iggies for you to dissect. It was meant for it to be watched slowly frame by frame and digested because there was so much stuff embedded in that trailer. And it's really got my sight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to know how they're going to one up Call of Duty 4, though. What, well, the biggest thing was they were talking about just wait till E3. Just wait till E3. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh. you know? I mean, I mean, for God's sakes, and before you witnessed a nuclear bomb going off firsthand. Yeah, it's... You were, you were in the aftermath of that. How can you one-up something like that? I'm sure they'll find a way. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, they'll yeah. find a way. So like I said, when I did my annual awards, I mean, that whole game got, all, got the holy crap moment of the year. It just had... It was just a... A well-rounded game. Good just... graphics, good storyline, and good gameplay. Great storyline. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I always liked in that series. I just hope they don't follow Treyarch's example and bring the dogs along. <laughs> because if there's one thing that's more annoying than a chopper shooting at you, it's like a pack of dogs that you cannot get away from no matter where you go. Does any modern military, though, you still use attack dogs? They don't use them, not not in the way it's portrayed in the game. Yeah, uh, so no, do I don't have, perceive do you having them. units. MPs do uh, still use canine units in the military. Not to not, the level. No, it's just like a yeah. police officer. They'll yeah, it's just MPs yeah. would. It's, so that's not, the reason I'm saying don't expect. I wouldn't expect to see them in no. Modern Warfare 2. It, Hey, you, know, you got the 360 on because you've been playing the Fallout downloadable content. Yep, I was just trying to get started on yeah. it now that they finally got the thing fixed. Yeah, I'm going to get it, but I mean, I've got to take time to actually to beat Fallout. Honestly, I haven't hardly played it at all. I'm going to, 
it. Yeah, and you still haven't done Anchorage yet, yeah. have you? Good God, I don't see how you could even. Dude, I could barely stick with the game long enough to get out of the vault, honestly. That's when the action begins, is when you get out of the vault. action? I've ran into one giant fly that throws gravel at me. Oh, just wait till you uh, wait till you get some quests. I mean, dude, I, right you, I there's I'm one where you go into a store talk. and a whole bunch of freaking raiders. He there. doesn't talk to hardly anybody. He just—I don't understand. I'm it like, doesn't keep my attention that long. I mean, it really doesn't. And I just and like aiming with the weapons in it is just—I know it's got the VAT system and everything. Oh, I, the VAT system is what makes the game great. Yeah, but dude, good God, I don't want to take three hours to pick an enemy apart using the VAT system every time I run into an enemy. I would rather just blast them and go. Eventually, you get weapons. I'll be uh, that you be able to kill them in one shot. I got a Gauss rifle. That thing basically puts a death claw to his knees after one shot. And say he just hasn't, and he might not ever. I yeah. probably will never go back. to Yeah, that game. it's the mainline Fallout's one of the games that we're we're keeping in our collection because of me. Well, I mean, I know I'm. A, I know I I'm reserved it. And, and I I'm bought not, it. I'm not saying everybody <laughs> would have the same opinion of the game that I do, but that's just right. me. It just it it's not fast paced enough for me. Well, look how we were with Resident Evil Five. I don't see how Resident Evil 5 could not be fast-paced enough for anybody. I think the pacing in that game is excellent. Well, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i talking about how I was. I mean, I finished it once, and I was like, that's yeah, it. But you, you're, but, going, you're going to like six freaking times. But you were actually able to struggle through it. This game, Fallout, I'm sorry, for me, is the most boring game. I, have. I mean, I would rather sit and play Pac-Man than play Fallout. That's how boring it is to me. And you talk about blasphemy. Then that's the yeah, that's the opposites part of our marriage. Yeah, I'm I'm the RPG fan. That's the reason it, I have. Yeah, Kelly, keep in mind one thing. I I like Fall Three, and I hate RPGs. Yeah, I mean, because I, I was a big Oblivion fan. I liked what I've played so far. Fallout. Oh no, I loved Oblivion. I yeah, thought Oblivion was really good. Oblivion was a lot easier to understand than Fallout Two. I mean, you got to admit there you got to do a lot of freaking reading in Fallout just to understand how to use half of the things that are available to you. Huh. I didn't. Yeah, wait, wait, you haven't played the PC ones because right now I'm like knee deep into The Witcher and it's it's I'm loving it. I'm definitely looking forward to the port of that game. I can definitely see it. And I do see where they have to tame it down for the console. <laughs> you yeah, you thought Fable was bad with the, you know, Fable 2 with the the sex. <laughs> oh, man. You might as well just call Geralt man whore. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's got game. <laughs> he's, yeah, but getting back to the... Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. It's okay. Getting back to the uh, the whole pit expansion, I mean... It was exactly the opposite of what I had with Anchor with Operation Anchorage. You remember how much I criticized that for being all too action and not enough exploration? Yes. This is a completely different story. I mean, it feels like classic Fallout. Well, that's that's good. And I, it's one of the few settings. Like I've never been to like DC. Never. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've got family that lives outside Same Pittsburgh. Here. Yeah. I mean, so it's something that I can be like, oh, oh. What? I mean, the way it, the way it started off, I was impressed because when you get out of this tunnel, you're right in front of the Clemente Bridge. Wow. And I, I mean, I go on the Clemente Bridge all the time when I go to PNC Park. 
I didn't expect the bridge to be freaking mined, though. <laughs> that, with snipers that would be, and radiated water. I admit that that would be interesting to me to play the pit because I've spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh myself, too. And if it, I mean, does it, is it actually like, I mean, I know it's post apocalyptic, but besides that fact, is it like, you know, accurate to the actual city? It's too early for me to tell uh, the whole city, but like I said, when I saw the Clementi Bridge, I looked to, to the left, I saw the West End Bridge, which is how I usually drive in. Was PNC Park I looked, there? I didn't see the remnants of PNC Park because um, basically it looks like a whole bunch of factories now. Hmm. I don't think PNC Park's going to be up in about 200 years when the uh, Great War takes place. Yeah, it's true. It's basically, the whole city's turned into an industrial city. It, it would just be interesting, like, because I know, like, the names of a lot of the suburbs and stuff around there and everything, just to see if, like, it actually, like, you know, when you go to a different area that you get that actual suburb name. And, and, and something was... like that, I mean, I love that authenticity. I mean, yeah. I'll go to another title. And if you read my latest commentary, I uh, reviewed MLB 09. Mm-hmm. I, when I paused the game, and I, you can hear the PN, PNC Park announcer. He's actually referring refer to taking the Gateway Clipper. Clipper picks up right outside of Station Square. I was like, these blo- these locations are accurate. I couldn't believe it. They said they talked about Federal Street, which is right in front of PNC Park. Mm-hmm. I was amazed by that. Huh. I, I love the authenticity. Yeah. Fallout 3 was the same way. I mean, I mentioned about the uh, metro stations there. I mean, I've been to Friendship Heights. I've been to Anacostia. We can she, not can... do metro. <laughs> oh. I do here because I'm used to but it. Yeah, That's yeah, I go you're DC. If you're in DC, you you know Metro. You, you and Metro yeah. are real good friends. If you travel downtown, because you don't drive downtown. DC. No, no way. <laughs> I did that once before. Never do it again. I didn't like driving downtown Pittsburgh. That was an experience for me. Mm-hmm. But and as for we were kind of loaded up onto live with the demos here mm-hmm. recently. I I, w- I was really shocked that. Guitar Hero that you know, Red Octane and Activision released a demo for Guitar Hero Metallica. I, I was really, really shocked that they released that before, you know, the games. I mean, I didn't expect to see it until after the game came out. Well, especially that it was playable too, because in the past, whenever they released anything, it was just video footage of the game being played. You weren't able to play it ahead of time. And to actually get to play some of the, well, I drummed it. I didn't. Definitely, I didn't sing, but I just did the drums, and I'm excited. <laughs> now, I got to admit, for someone who does not like Metallica like I do, I'll still never forgive them for selling out after Black. I was impressed. I liked yeah. it. Well, they go back to a lot of their older stuff in that, which is a big plus. I mean, yeah. honestly, after the Black album, which I don't consider the Black album one of their best albums, it was probably their last best effort, I think. I would say Injustice for All was their the last good best, album. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damn good but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I went, and I don't really necessarily, I wouldn't call them sellouts. I mean, honestly, they're in the business to make money, and they did what they needed to do to, to keep in the business of making money, which I didn't see a reason for them to change. I thought they were doing fine the way they were. Um, but apparently their label, you know. Perform with a symphony orchestra? Well, that was pretty sorry. I do have to admit <laughs> that. I downloaded a few of those songs. Sorry, Lars. Uh, yeah, he's going to sue you now. Well, yeah, hey, you know what? You know what? 
Hey, <laughs> Thanks for bringing hey, back that Lars, Lars has no room to talk anymore because I read an article about him that uh, kind of makes him a hypocrite. See, before Guitar Hero Metallica, Lars would not even allow his children to play video games at his, when they were at his home, okay? So they make Guitar Hero Metallica, and there's a Guitar Hero games out and everything, and he hears his kids talking about playing it when they're at his ex-wife's house and how much they love playing the games. So he decides to get them a game system, and he wants them to be able to play Guitar Hero Metallica while they're at his house. So what does he do? He doesn't go out and buy a copy of Guitar Hero Metallica. He asks for a free copy so his kids can play it at his house. Now, who's the hypocrite? Okay. Yeah. And you wonder why I will not back them up. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's it's kind of like beating a dead horse when you talk about the greed. But, I'm sorry, but I mean, you got everybody knows it. The 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 bitch was good just for the simple fact it gave Joe Cartoon <laughs> and Adam Films uh-huh. such a good uh-huh. oh my uh, uh, god a large source of or of course Cam Chaos yeah yeah thank you the guy the guy who did Napster bad was, was genius <laughs> yeah very good <laughs> and do you remember the do you remember the um, Motley Crue uh, rebuttal <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, they had uh, Mick Mars impersonating uh, James Hetfield in that. I can't say what he said because it is uh, Napster bad. No, it wasn't Napster. <laughs> it was uh, referring to a part of the female anatomy. Oh. And he gives a little gesture at the end. Too. <laughs> those those are classics. So that's why I, that's why I first really heard about the about the Napster deal. Yeah, but along with the other demos we had, well, the I, I've actually downloaded the Afro Samurai demo. Um, big fan. Of, I, I like the cartoon. So I, I love Samuel L. Jackson. I played it, really liked the demo, and actually the demo is what persuaded me to put it on my GameFly queue, and yes, now it's sitting at my house and I've played it. And how is it? I like it. I really like yeah, it. The cel-shaded graphics are really, really sweet, and just the the actual anime style animation looks really nice as well, which I'm normally not an anime style Well, they're not fan. big, huge, odd, and... Feminine looking. Well, These say, are some like rugged, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not a I know the type. Yeah. I know the type you're talking about because, again, going back to SF forum, I've gotten used to the cell shading on that. Yeah, and I mean, you got to admit when it's when it's done right, it it, it makes a pretty game, and mm-hmm. it looks to me. I haven't actually got to play the game hands on myself, but I've watched Kelly play it, and as far as uh, just the combat, it looks like it's something you know that's not going to be overly complicated and you know you're going to be able to pick up on it and you're going to have a good time it's it's not necessarily a button masher um you're gonna have some strategy involved in there but it's it's going to be something that you know just about anybody can pick up and play and have a good time with it right yeah i eventually put that on my queue as well as uh, metallica metallica is the first game on my list afro samurai is right now like number five yeah we did that comparison of our queues on gamefly i think i blew him away because I've won over yeah. 34 games or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm on, and all I got is nine. Yeah. Well, like, you're, you're also, you're also game your... flying for three people. I mean, me, yeah. you, and Sean. Yeah. I mean, we're all I'm like, look at that piddly little here. list. I watch this. <laughs> yeah, my mouth just dropped. And they're, they're but you, had in order. you had a lot of future releases, too. Oh, yeah, and they're in order by when their estimated ship dates are. But until then, I think we're all wrapped up, and... Let's see everybody next time. Uh, Todd spit out well, the locations. <laughs> uh, 
It's starting to come habit. First of all, I'm proud to announce we are now back on iTunes. So we had a minor snag, but it's been resolved. It's just an approval it, process. If you can't guess on iTunes, just look for us at www.gameindustry.com or www.myspace.com slash gamergeeks. Our, our show will be available on both sites. Uh, we've got the link to iTunes on there. Have it ready for download. Yeah, it's a wonderful new graphic. Too. Thank mm-hmm. you, Breeden. <laughs> <laughs> looks good. I love. Yeah. It. I don't look evil anymore. Yeah, that's what I said. Let's get rid of the evil eye look and me playing with Photoshop. I said, can you get something without our pictures on it? He's like, I can do that, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is wonderful. That's pretty much it, and we'll see everybody next time.